there this morning, I caught up with BC Health Minister Adrian Dix. So let's uh, play my chat here with him here from earlier today. I am joined on the phone now by the British Columbia Health Minister, Adrian Dix. Adrian, thanks so much for taking the time here. Good morning, Jeff. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to kind of start off with a a general question here. You know, how are you doing right now? You know, I I spoke with former Health Minister Terry Lake a couple of weeks ago, and he basically was saying, you know, you don't really get to think about anything else during a time of crisis like this. So I just wanted to ask, you know, how how you're handling all of this right now, and and if you're feeling, uh, feeling okay at this time. I'm feeling great, personally. Um, uh, my health is good, and it's so inspiring to work ar- around people who are so committed to uh, to helping people and to uh, responding to this uh, kind of unprecedented international pandemic. It's not unprecedented, uh, of course, in the history of uh, of our country, but it is unprecedented, I think, in, and certainly in my lifetime. And I'm 55, and so it's an extraordinary thing. And uh, I'll just give you one story, if I may, Jeff. That you know, we did a call out this weekend for nurses and for care aides to help us at the Lynn Valley Manor, uh, Lynn Valley Center, which is uh, the care home that's been at the heart of uh, of um, the issue in in the Metro Vancouver area. It's North Vancouver, and 22 nurses volunteered to go in. 22 nurses volunteered to go in. You can't help but be inspired by that. Now. Um Glad to hear you're doing good. I think that's the most important thing for anybody right now. But I did want to ask, too, while I have you, I mean, what what is the responsibility right now when it comes to local health authorities to provide information to, to local media? And though this might sound like a bit of a self-serving question, but, you know, we here at, at Radio Now we're constantly being told by IHA to ask the provincial authorities for, for certain information, and then we call into the briefings, and, and oftentimes we can't get questions in. So I'm just wondering, what is the role of the local health authorities to provide that local information to people who are, you know, obviously wanting to know what's happening in their own communities. So, first of all, um, uh, we're doing briefings every day, as you know, because you're on them, and you know that Dr. Bonnie and Henry and I and are taking questions for, on average, more than an hour every day, and that because of the um, unprecedented nature of of COVID-19 and the response and the obvious media interest, there's a lot more media on the call. So we get media from BC and then we get media from uh, international media, everyone coming in on the call, which has made, even though we take a lot of questions every day, and I think everyone who's on the calls would agree with that, that we take a lot of questions, there's a lot of people who don't get on. And part of the reason why I do interviews like this, which is to to ensure that uh, there's fairness, but also that people in Kamloops hear, uh, hear from me, and I'm going to continue to do interviews on NL, and hopefully Dr. Henry will as well. In addition, I think um, my age will be reaching out more as um, as the issue progresses and responding, I think, uh, more to your calls as well. Uh, Interior Health has done just a, a superb job. I just want to highlight, for example, what health authorities across BC have done as we prepare for this, and it shows how difficult we see the next month being. Uh, we've um, we've uh, essentially in BC now have 3,866 empty hospital beds preparing in a way that other jurisdictions didn't. People talk about Italy, but this didn't happen in Italy, preparing for a significant surge in patients in acute care. And uh, uh, the Interior Health Authority has done its share of that, as you know, and we've done it the hard way for people because it's been very hard uh, by canceling elective surgery. So people in Kamloops uh, have felt that and people everywhere else have felt that. So I I think that you're going to see um, more response. 
Um, but I, I do say this, that I think what we've tried to do in BC, and I think we've held between 30 and 40 press briefings now, uh, averaging more than an hour, is respond every day. So you hear from us every day with relevant information, every single day. And this reflected how much of an emergency we thought this was in January, and then in February, and then in March, and now that it's um, with all of us, with all the huge changes that everybody's made in Kamloops and everywhere else, it's really with us. There's going to be obviously more need to communicate. So um, we're, we're going to keep trying to do better on that score. But um, the idea is to be um, out there every day and not just out there telling you what we think, but out there responding to questions. And hopefully uh, CHL will get on the top of the list today. Uh, we'll hope. We'll keep trying, and, and hopefully. We'll okay. Get good. Good. Um, what What is um, just in terms of you know the the community outreach though, and I, I don't want to have this sound like a like I'm you know bashing the uh, the local health authorities, but just uh, just in terms of getting uh, widespread information out, because I know um, there was a bond spiel here in Kamloops where there were almost 200 people out, um, and then there was concern about COVID-19 exposure at that bond spiel, but we didn't hear for it for about uh, a week. And we only heard about it because uh, another another local media member was at that bond spiel. Um, so just just some concern around you know the fact that there was potentially you know almost 200 people walking around who could have been exposed, and and no one really seemed to know about it. And hopefully those who were there, you know, were aware. But uh, there's really no way of us knowing. So just what what sort of is well, the role there? All of the all of the health authorities have been very aggressive in responding in in, in contact tracing cases as they come. Right. And so there's there's two sets of issues. One, there's a lot of people, and we've heard this from people in the interior who would like us to tell where everybody lives who's tested positive, right? We, should, we need to know where everyone lives. But right. the reality is that people, uh, we, we now have 174 people province-wide, including uh, in the Interior Health Authority, we've had uh, a significant number who have got, who've got better. When you're when you have a mild case of COVID-19, the Interior Health Authority, for example, we have uh, 41 confirmed cases, right? Right now, yeah. uh, as of yesterday's briefing, we have eight recovered cases. Okay, so those are eight people who had COVID-19 and have now recovered, which is very good news. And that's the li- the large share of people. There are four people currently in hospital in Interior Health. Just to put it in context, to what we're dealing with, and so. Uh, if someone is sick at home, what they need to do is stay at home, and that's what we've been working with them to do. And because this is a droplet um, uh, transferred uh, tra- disease, uh, they don't. We don't need to. People don't need to know. People are not at risk uh, in the community from those people, and they haven't been. In fact, people are getting better in the community. Where we tell people and talk about people is where there's risk to others, and that's what Interior Health does, and other health authorities do. In cases where, um, uh, in cases where we need to inform people, I had someone from the interior ask about, you know, what, were there different rules in the interior than Metro Vancouver? It's the exact same rule everywhere. Is that we inform when there's a need, when there's a public health reason to inform people of a circumstance, of a care home, of an institution, of something that's a problem, then we have to get out and inform people, and that's what uh, that's what we do. 
Uh, Minister Dix, while I have you here, um, you know, I just wanted to ask what kind of your messages to people who might be really concerned about, you know, a, a bigger widespread outbreak, you know, when we look at countries like Italy and Spain and, and those kinds of places, I mean, you know, basically on, on full lockdown, I mean, is there a potential we get to that point? You know, any idea how long the, the current measures are in place? And, and do you have a specific message for people who are, you know, concerned that this thing is going to get even more out of hand than it already is? There, there's no chance that things will um, will get easier soon. So the restrictions that have been put on, which have effectively locked down BC society, you know, the cancellation of school classes, the cancellation of post-secondary classes, the uh, insistence that people who stay are sick stay home, the insistence that people who return to BC um, self-isolate for 14 days in their own home, the uh, the changes to restaurant and bars. There's no chance those will change soon. Our hope is that if we get 100% compliance, and we need 100% compliance, that that will bend the curve a little bit and, as some, they say, flatten the curve, which means that we won't get as serious a situation as some of those other countries have seen. But we're preparing for that. On Friday, um, you'll see our projections for what things in British Columbia would look like should one of those scenarios uh, come to play. And let's be clear, April is going to be a hard month. And that is why right now, right here, we need 100% compliance. If there's some people in the audience who said, oh, well, you know, hasn't really affected me yet, or I don't know anyone who's involved yet, well, it involves everybody. There's no community in British Columbia where this couldn't come. And that's why we need 100% compliance to slow transmission so that our healthcare systems can manage um, the consequences of what is going to be a serious situation. And whether it's better uh, than all the other, the, some of the jurisdictions you've heard about, and we're hoping that all these actions will mean it will be better. And we're certainly better prepared than some of them by having created space in acute care. Whether it is or not, this is going to be some, a, a serious month, the likes of which we have not seen in our lifetimes. Is there any potential for a, a full blanket lockdown or, or fines and, and legal action being taken for people who aren't social distancing? Is that on the table or radar yet? Well, just to, just to be clear, the provincial health officer has issued orders, and those are enforceable orders. Right? Okay. So you are not allowed. If you've come back to Canada um, and you've been outside of Canada, and this will happen less and less, right, because essentially, and we're very happy the federal government, you know, uh, has uh, closed the border, the American border to visitors because because of Washington State and because everyone in BC has a connection to Washington State in some, in some way, as you know. Um, but uh, because of Washington State, there was a serious issue there. The federal government has, has dramatically limited access for non-Canadians to the country, and those are good things, right? So, so but, but if anyone has come back to, say, Kamloops, having been out of the country or is returning to the country, they have to self-isolate um, for 14 days. And that's not a choice. Although, you know, the fact that we love our, our families and we love our neighbors and we love our friends should be enough. But if it's not enough, it's also a provincial health order. They have to do it, and they must do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to speak to us, Minister. really do appreciate it. I know you're, you're hey, busy, so thank you so much. Anytime. We'll stay in touch, and uh, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put in a good word. Hopefully we'll hear CHNL at the press conference uh, one of these next couple of days. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Take care. That was BC Health Minister Adrian Dix.